You want to get into this in front of the kids? I'll get into this. The world is getting crazier. People are acting more and more insane. The end of the world is tomorrow. 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 See, there's only one thing to do when the world is falling apart. Listen to Basil and Gons as they discuss this week's news and events through the lens of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Canary Cry News Talk. You're listening to Canary Cry News Stock. Today is July 20th, 2020. Uh, this is episode 221, and this week, new vaccine order. And you know me, I'm not your echo chamber, but I am your best, best buddy, buddy, Basil Basil. And this is Gons. And uh, welcome back to another show. Sorry for doing the- it. Delay. I'm. I'm. Uh, I feel I have to play this clip to start off the episode. I can't deal with it right now, Basil. <laughs> because uh, about let's see, 38 minutes ago, you said, "All right, let me put on some pants and we'll get going." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you disappeared for 38 minutes. I was sitting there. I was like the um, uh, one of them people sitting there twiddling their fingers, you know, just waiting. And thinking, well, you, uh, what, what? You're one of those waiting people. I were, were, were you knitting your own pants? What were you doing? <laughs> well, I started off by putting on some pants, and then realized that I hadn't eaten all day, and that uh, you know this was in the afternoon. It was like two, two, almost three, and I decided that if I tried to go on and do a show live and deal with you. And read about all the nonsense in the world and try to have something uh, halfway logical to say about things that I would need some some sustenance. So I, I ate a snack or two and, you know, just meandered around. The cats got in a fight. I had to play some, um, had to do some conflict resolution. A lot goes on over here, Guns. I know, uh, I know it seems like such an easy job we have, but it's a, there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm. Anyways, sorry for the delay. But I'm I'm here now and I'm ready and it's gonna be even better now because I uh, I got to have some calories. I'm concerned less about myself and more for the people who are are been sitting there waiting and who want like a full mm. show but now they're not gonna get one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what, guns? If you're trying to play one parent against the other and turn the people against me, I'll play that game. I'll play that game. I can't no, deal with it right now, Basil. No, I won't play that game. But I'm glad uh, I'm glad we're here now. I'm glad everybody else is here now. I saw in the chat uh, somebody's at the DMV, so we got people all over the world in different, uh, you know, government buildings watching nice. the show. They better watch out. Yeah. Well, maybe we should watch out too. Uh, let's get yep. into it. Do you want to do this? We got a couple flippy updates listed here, but do you want to just do one? Now this is yes. So. You, you, you want to we'll, skip the we'll other one. We'll do this on the show. I purposefully think we need to keep the flippy updates down to one uh, per show. Because number one, uh, robotics, we move faster than robotics. So we always need to save one for the next show. Also, um, you know, there's there's the flippy updates are such hard-hitting, earth-shattering news. I don't think we can, uh, you know, I don't think it's responsible to be subjecting everybody to more than one flippy update per show. <laughs> okay. So right. I've been, uh, I've been waiting here. to do this one particular flippy update that you're going to skip over for like three episodes now. So 
Well, why are you waiting to do flippy updates? That's my thing. Man. I know, but this is one that I've I've been wanting to do because it's a useful one to me. But you know, yeah, forget so you, Gons you're about this and his one needs. Here? All right, what what do you got? Are you talking about the uh, flippy update? Do you want fries with that? Freenews.live. Is that the one you want me to do? You can do either it's a good one. one. I'm going to do this one. Freenews.live or live. Who knows? All right. Oh, so now man. you're doing the one I wanted to New- do. Guns, <laughs> you don't get to do flippy update. This is my thing. You can't take it. You don't see me doing Nephilim updates and stepping on your turf. Yeah, this is my but, turf. Yeah, but I also don't have one every episode. Okay. Guns, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with I'm, you. I'm, but... I'm really annoyed that I had to sit for 38 minutes to wait for you to put on pants is what it is. Oh, don't you even start. <laughs> you want to get, get into this in front of the kids? I'll get into this. Okay. Freenews.live. Okay. New robotic arm can thread a needle and untangle wires. That's right. Researchers at MIT introduced a robotic arm that can take on routine tasks that only human beings could do before. For this, the device was equipped with dozens of sensors. All right. For those who don't know, Flippy is the colloquial name we have for our beloved uh, disembodied robot arm. And, uh, you know, you know, Flippy, he's coming at you. He's uh, taking our jobs, enslaving our children and flirting with our spouses. And we use it as a proxy conversation to see how robots, A, will replace us, B, are sneaking their way into our lives as we speak. And so we got to keep an eye open. The article continues. The Massachusetts Institute of Technology Laboratory of Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence has unveiled a new project, a two finger robotic arm that can subtly manipulate objects such as cables, threads and much more. Researchers were inspired by the arrangement of human fingers. They watched as people unravel the wires and tie knots. And uh, the article goes on, but more or less guns for those who have not upgraded into the uh, the Tim Cook future of wireless AirPods. Um, this this flippy can uh, untangle those those headphone wires for you. The, the 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 children, the kids, they'll never know the pain that was uh, sticking your headphones into your pocket and having it uh, pulling them out and having them become a an untangleable tangle of wires that would take up about thirty eight minutes to untangle. So there you go, robots helping us out, and of course, with that kind of skill, we. Uh, we're, we're doomed. We're doomed. There's no other option but to allow these robots into our house. Now, I was a sound tech for a church for many years, and I had mm-hmm. to untangle many a cables. Probably, I'm going to guess in the tens of thousands. And yeah. I'm not convinced that these two little robot hands they got going would be mm-hmm. able to uh, untangle a true wire. To the extent, mm, so of, you uh, doubt. The, I doubt. Do we need to do a? Do we need to have a a, a, a contest? A, a yeah. What was that? What was that old American folk tale with the machine uh, cutting down trees faster than the the Paul Bunyan? Right, <laughs> Paul Bunyan. We need to have a Paul Bunyan contest, Gons. Yeah. Between you and this cord untangling robot. Yeah. Get a fifty foot XLR cable that is tangled in a mess. Get this little two pronged. <laughs> uh, 
you know, robot hand action and, and let's see what happens. I, I still the think gauntlet, I can beat it. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Yep. Come at him, Flippy. Yeah, but Prove course, yourself. I'm sure like no, I'm while we're doing it, it's going to upgrade itself to have like six fingers on each hand and it'll go all <laughs> Nephilim on me. Anyway, yeah, what, what were you saying? Automatic updates. I was going to say I'm a little worried right now because there's only 66 viewers oh, over no. on Twitch and... You know, we can't have the number sitting at that that uh, that specific number. So head on over to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio if you're watching live. Help us get past the 66. So, all right. What's next, Gonzo? All right, we got a couple quick, very quick updates here. We interrupt this broadcast to give you a brief update. By the end of this timely interruption, you will be thoroughly updated. First one, I I saw this being shared around. I mean, it could be a photoshopped image. I don't know, but uh, allegedly, this uh, there's an image from a protest in 1981, and I and I believe mm-hmm. it because there's like Reagan uh, posters and stuff in the background. But there's a guy holding a poster that says, "Doctor Fauci, you are killing us." Again, what? back in 1981. Whoa. Yeah. So, yeah, or maybe so 91, but I don't know, maybe 81. Yeah, I think it was uh, around the, 81 doesn't sound right to me. Like, I, I feel like this is that sounds right to me. It does it sound right? Anyway, yeah. I thought it was interesting because uh, Dr. Fauci, um, killing people with science for 30 something years. What was the protest for? Do you remember? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, I'm not I sure. guess remember is not the right word. No, this is before I was born data? if it was 81. Uh, oh, no, it's a tweet. I don't have, I yeah, okay. it's a tweet. So I'm not exactly sure. That's why I'm a little skeptical, but I don't, I'm not surprised and I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. Dr. Fauci has been in the spotlight, uh, longer than we think we forget, especially us uh, oh, yeah. younger folk. We don't remember yeah, because no, we weren't born the, yet. He was the man during the, the AIDS crisis in the eighties, late seventies, eighties, um, on into the nineties. You know, I found it was interesting on this tweet here from general Yvonne Smith. I'm not sure who that is. Me think free is his <laughs> Twitter handle. That's pretty funny. Um, it doesn't just show up with the picture. It says the following media includes potentially sensitive content. Oh. And you have to click view, and it's just a picture of a protest with a guy holding a sign. <laughs> so Twitter doesn't like you seeing really, it. Yeah, they're really getting pretty, uh, pretty uh, liberal use of the protective uh, yeah. nature of Twitter viewing photos. Yeah, and we noticed um, that uh, we reported on last week how Google is starting to lock down on conspiracy theorists about the virus and all that. So I'm sure that's part of the excuse here to just oh, yeah. lock down Fake even news. further with all these uh, platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. The other quick update I wanted to point out is um, there was a little news clip that was shared of Brad Hazard. He's the New South Wales health minister. Uh, over at mm-hmm. 7news.com.au. And uh, this video here, that I was trying to find the source video for this. Always difficult to nail down the exact source video because you don't know exactly when and, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I thought I'd play this because uh, it has, an, uh, you know, uh, like we talked about in the last episode, the conspiracy singularity, you know, this conspiracy theory that the New World Order is happening you know, the, the, yeah. the idea that that's just a complete wild, crazy thing to think. Well, not according to Brad Hazard, the New South Wales health minister. We still have transmission uh, from time to time, and that's just the way it is. We've got to accept that this is the new world order. We've got to accept that oh. this is the new world order. 
there you go. We have to accept wow. that this is the new world order. Uh, you know, yeah. and that's interesting too, because you, there is no defense about the use of that phrase now, because that phrase doesn't even really work in the parlance of a normal man trying to say, Hey, this is the new normal. This is just the way things are. This is, you know, he's trying to say like, Hey, sorry, this is just the way it is now, but that purposefully use the term new world order. Yeah. And he's he's in there. He's in the club. Yeah. And the thing when I first started doing all this research and looking all this stuff up back in like the 20, I think it was 2010 when I really got into it. Mm -hmm. uh, I was already surprised back in 2010. That's 10 years ago. How so much of the politicians and people were saying new world order just out in the public. And right. still people were like, oh, it's just a conspiracy theory. And it's like, well, no, it's not. These people are saying it. Just yeah. out in the open, but I guess right, and it's not a it. normal thing to say. It's no. obviously a term that they're inducted into, yeah. and are uh, you know are are uh, encouraged to use the phrase because nobody would say the new world order in the context <laughs> like it's just not normal speech. There's yeah. no way to defend against the weirdness of using that term. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Moving Here's on. an interesting little update, Gons. You know, I've mentioned in the past few shows that we've been really knocked down the charts uh, on Twitch that, and it didn't really make any sense because we have more viewers than a lot of the people ahead of us. Yeah. But uh, the past few shows, we will just sit at number 17 on the list. We mm. used to be at number two, but the past few shows, we'll just sit at 17 and we won't move. I don't know what the deal is with 17, but, and how we keep exactly finding our place in, in our way to that exact place every show but i think uh i think uh we're getting a little bit of a little bit of fudging from uh twitch over there just keeping us right at 17 are we at That's 17 okay. again mm -hmm. oh. we're just sitting there at 17 past three shows oh nice fun it's weird okay yeah. a little uh, all right a little ye update here please rise for our national anthem All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> ye? ye? Who's ye? Ye, yay, whatever. Yay, you, yay, you. Oh, my gosh. You're talking about <laughs> future president Kanye West. Your future president. Uh, Good one. ABCnews.go.com. Quote, everybody that has a baby gets a million dollars, Kanye West says at first campaign rally. Well, that's one way to fix the, <laughs> uh, the population problem. We just need... 12.8 quadrillion dollars. Uh, Kanye West kicked off his first presidential campaign event in North Charleston, South Carolina, Sunday evening, a day before the state's deadline to file signatures as an independent candidate. And uh, West invited a couple of young women from the audience to speak on stage about issues that concern them, such as education inequality and police brutality. He then launched into a speech that touched on a wider range of topics from his battle with opioids to his business dealing with uh, Adidas before elaborating on his pro-life stance. He broke into tears talking about what he said was his father's desire to abort him and his wife having their first child, quote, even when I didn't want to. I almost killed my daughter. I love my daughter. God wants us to create, said West, who has four children with Kim Kardashian West. Norm, no more plan B, plan A, he said, to a mixed response from the audience. Uh, West clarified that he thinks abortion should be legal, but that there should be more support for those who need it. 
The maximum, quote, the maximum increase would be everybody that has a baby gets a million dollars or something in that range, said West. Wow. West also said that marijuana should be free and took questions from the audience before the hour-long event ended. South Carolina requires 10,000 signatures to get on the presidential ballot as an independent candidate. And uh, there's a second story here from Palmetto Politics or the uh, post uh, postandcourier.com Kanye West fails to submit petition signatures needed to get on SC pre- presidential ballot. So uh, didn't make it. Didn't make it on the South Carolina ballot there, according to these reports. But um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think he's picking the right uh, issues to to start well, off his campaign that on? He can't actually run for this uh, this election. I think he's fine just saying whatever he wants to <laughs> say. Whatever he wants. What he's doing is he's he's start he's starting the ball rolling. You know, he's you got to start taking stances and laying down your platform four years in advance. And uh, that's pretty interesting. That's what he's doing. It, he was wearing uh, what looks like to be some sort of. Uh, uh, body armor. Yeah. He's like wearing a, it's not quite a bulletproof vest proper, but it is a body armor yeah. uh, during this event. So he must've been worried about uh, some anti Kanye <laughs> uh, <laughs> political activists. I don't know if anybody feels strongly enough about Kanye running for president to warrant him wearing body armor, but uh, you know what? It made him look pretty cool. Did you see any of the footage that people were posting from the event? No. Oh, you didn't? Okay. It was, it was pretty well, interesting. It was uh, some mixed response from the crowd. And he just keeps no, going. I'm sure. There was one where, where uh, he mentioned uh, something and the, and the people filming were like, okay, we're leaving. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if it, it hit the right way that he wanted to, but you know. You know, he's a complicated candidate. Com- very complicated. You know, he's, uh, if you try to break it down, I mean, free weed and a million bucks for everybody who has a baby, but also, uh, you know. Uh, against abortion morally he's a weird he's he's real he's not towing any party line that i know of he's making up his own party line i think that's the future here is people you know that's uh, hey i respect anybody who does that yeah or i respect the act of them doing (laughs) that they don't gain my whole respect as a as an entity but all right guns well there's some pretty big stuff going on we should uh, start right out right at the top here with uh, news.yahoo.com and uh, this is uh, epstein's got some stuff going on epstein didn't kill himself well, Epstein adjacent, but yeah. From the grave, Epstein's got stuff going on. Allegedly from the uh, grave. News. Yeah, news.yahoo.com. Esther said, now this is crazy, guns. This happened yesterday yeah. um, and really blew my mind. I was trying to take the weekend off from doing internet stuff, but when this happened, I just got loads of messages from people. I had to check it out. The title of the article is Esther Salas case main suspect in attack on judge's family found dead. Okay. So oh, we're did they change jump- the title of the story here. It looks like it. Okay. Let me refresh. Um, we're doing a live refresh to see. Cause uh, what I see is Esther Salas body found as police probe attack on judge's family. So, eh, it's not that big of a change, but it's a see. whole thing. We're jumping a little bit ahead in the, uh, 
the timeline, but I'm sure okay, it will explain go. everything here. The article reads, the FBI has named the suspect in the deadly attack on a federal judge's family and says he is now dead. It identified the man as Roy Den Hollander. No more details were given, but sources told U.S. media he had died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. The son of Judge Esther Salas was killed in the attack in New Jersey on Sunday, and her husband was badly hurt. Oh, so the husband didn't die, apparently. The gunman, dressed as a FedEx delivery man, had opened fire at their home, police said. A package addressed to Judge Salas was found inside his car, sources said. The naming of the suspect was carried in a statement from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of New Jersey. The New York Times said Den Hollander was a self-described anti-feminist lawyer who had sued nightclubs over ladies' night discounts, the federal government over a law protecting women from violence and university uh, over women's studies courses. Wow, this is that taking sentence. some real turns. Uh, hold on. This, they don't... This is wild. They are not... Uh, they are not connecting this to Epstein in this article. They changed it. Again, changed it right out from under us. We need to get a different article here, Guns. Um, da, 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 da. well, I guess we'll just tell the story because we don't have the article right in front of us. So, uh, for those who may not have heard, um, judge Salas was recently, um, given charge over cases that, that, uh, included or were connected to Deutsche Bank, which should ring, ring some bells for everybody and, uh, Jeffrey Epstein considering now these cases were specifically linked to, um, some money, money laundering, laundering yeah. aspects of what Epstein was doing, uh, connected to the whole Epstein story. But since there's, you know, the, all these cases are sort of separated out. Long story short, after just a few days after Judge Salas was given uh, charge over these cases, this uh, man showed up at her home dressed as a FedEx delivery driver and uh, shot her husband and her son. Um, and then this is what the update is about. Uh, now, apparently, they found or allegedly have found the the perpetrator of the attack and are now do going a long way to connect him to being, you know, just a crazy right wing extremist here. Um, so let's continue with this uh, article. Da, 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 da. The New York Times and Den Hollander was a self. Oh, I already read that. He also brought a lawsuit before Judge Salas in 2015, challenging the male only military draft. The Times said the suspects. How is that anti-feminist? I don't know. They're the, just, you know, they're just throwing everything. The feminists out there right now, they, I think. they, uh, they should, you know, be happy to get equality uh, for women in the draft. Continuing, the suspect's body was discovered near Liberty in New York, Sullivan County, about 130 miles from the crime scene, according to CBS News. The motive for the attack was unclear. A local mayor and family friend said Judge Salas had received threats in the past. Friends of the family told U.S. media that Judge Salas's 20-year-old son, Daniel Anderl, a student, opened the door at his family home in North Brunswick at about 1700 local time. 
on Sunday and was fatally shot. The judge's husband, Mark Andurl, 63, was then shot several times. Mr. Andurl, who works as a criminal defense lawyer, was taken to hospital and when it was in critical but stable condition in hospital, family said. Okay, so we know that this article was written by somebody in the United Kingdom. And talking about how they are in hospital. Quote, we don't know if she was the target or he was the target, Carlos Salas, the judge's older brother, told the New York Times. Groundbreaking judge, North Brunswick Mayor Francis Womack, who is a friend of the Salas family, told ABC News that as a judge, Esther Salas had threats from time to time, but everyone is saying that recently there had not been any. Judge Salas serves on the federal bank, uh, bench in New Jersey, she is the first Hispanic woman to serve as a federal judge in New Jersey. Daniel Anderl, the couple's only son, was due to resume university at the Catholic University of America in Washington in the autumn. In 2018 profile in New Jersey Monthly, Judge Salas said she thought her son would someday pursue a career in law like his parents quote i don't want to dissuade him but i was pulling for a doctor she told the magazine he's been arguing with us he could talk practicing his advocacy skills very interesting that this article does not mention any connection to the epstein uh, and deutsche bank cases um yeah, that's crazy what do you think guns yeah it's it's wild i mean that was the biggest that was the biggest thing that made any sense. And I got to say, this is pretty fishy. Um, uh, as I noted to you before the show, Gans, this is not this story, but the, the original story of uh, the cases being handed over to Judge Salas and then uh, her, you know, her family being attacked like this. This is a, a line in the sand as far as far as the normies are concerned. If you uh, try to tell your normie friend that, hey, this Epstein thing is sketchy. This judge uh, took over the case. And then, you know, days later, her family was uh, gunned down in their house. That seems kind of fishy, right? And if a normie says, no, that's totally normal, a horrible <laughs> thing, but it couldn't possibly have to do with, you know, a hit concerning one of the world's most influential banks and uh, most uh, prolific uh, elite blackmailer working for intelligence agencies all across the world. It couldn't have nothing to do with that. This is one of the cases where the normie is a lost cause. There is uh, you just need to walk away because it's so obvious, so blatant and any attempt to uh, try to shift it from that story is just uh, brainwashing at its finest. Did they say how old Allender was in this article? Um, the alleged shooter, the alleged shooter. Yeah. Uh, let me go back to it, it here. Did. I think they said he was 60 or something. That, that was the Come husband. Mm-hmm. Could have been, um, judge's husband, Mark Andrel 63. Yeah. I'm not seeing a, an age for I found, Roy Den Hollander. found a link here and I'll try to share it. Uh, this is from 2008 lawyer files, anti-feminist suit against Columbia. And there's a picture here of a guy that says it's Roy Den Hollander in the photograph from his website. So I don't know if it's the same guy, but I mean, hmm. they said it was a guy with anti-feminist. 
So yeah, I'm sorry. What was the first part about that again? It's, what? it's a link from uh, cityroom.blogs.newyorktimes.com from mm-hmm. August 18th, 2008. And there's mm-hmm. a photo here of Roy Den Hollander, mm-hmm. allegedly. Uh, In what context? What are they saying about he's him? He's the anti-feminist. The lawyer files anti-feminist suit against Columbia. Uh, oh. It's got to be the same okay. guy, right? The anti-feminist guy. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so, but he looks pretty old in this picture from 2008. So I don't know how old this guy was, but it just seems very, um, you know, this type of thing, man, uh, people are going to do well, all their research and, and come up with, uh, who this guy was and what he was into and easily could be part of, a. yeah, I don't buy it for a second, man. Just, but I mean, I'm saying I like, don't, I don't even buy it. I think this guy, I mean, of course, what, why would he kill himself? What would be well, the point of that? He got away. He escaped everybody, you know, for day for a well, for the day they're saying, ah, oh, we have no idea who he was. He's dressed like a FedEx person. Why would he go home and kill himself? Um, I think, well, the reason why he allegedly went home and kill himself is because if this was a hit, uh, oh, I don't know, maybe because this judge was in charge of prosecuting one of the most influential banks and one of the most connected uh, elite blackmailers on the planet, maybe the hit had something to do with that. And then to keep people from asking questions, just say, oh, no, don't worry. It's just this crazy right wing guy and he shot himself. So stop asking questions. It's all taken well, care of. Of course, but I'm stop saying looking into it. The profile of the person who allegedly shot, uh, shot up the house and, and mm-hmm. killed, you know, the son and everything is quoted as saying, uh, you know, that women's studies is a bastion of bigotry against men. Uh, mm-hmm. and that it, women's studies programs demonizes men and exalts women in order to justify discrimination against men based on collective guilt. So pretty, re- and I think there's like some talk in here. I'm not reading the whole thing here, but something about religious views and stuff. It's almost like the TV shows where like the crazy guy who shoots up people is like the religious right wing extremist type of dude. It's, it's like a, a picture perfect type of guy for that you know it fits the profile of of that tv show uh i guess handle of of a guy that would go up and shoot somebody a judge you know but yeah of course this is well he didn't and but what doesn't fit is he didn't kill the judge he shot a couple of well men (laughs) so he's (laughs) so anti-feminist yeah he's so anti-feminist he He killed the the, guy and the the men in the family yeah um somebody was at dento being asked has the judge ruled against the bank or is it ongoing or is it i don't think it even no it's uh it was newly these cases were newly transferred over to salas right uh just uh, about a week before yeah and so you know you could imagine that the cases were transferred to salas uh and you know maybe she was approached by a representative of Deutsche Bank or, uh, you know, Epstein-connected folk and said, okay, uh, we look forward to a favorable ruling. Yeah. And she might say, no, sirree, Bob, I'm here for justice. And yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's a warning to either her, well, they were trying to take her out, so I don't know if it's directly a warning to her or to whoever decides to take this case. You know, if you don't do the right thing, we'll kill you and your family. And yeah, this is like the power of the, the, the shadow people. You know, you can call them whatever you want. The deep state. I know they got different names for it, but it's <laughs> these banker types, these central banker types. I mean, Deutsche Bank is at the center of so much corruption. 
uh, money laundering, but also, you know, they were, <laughs> they helped, uh, Hitler, you know, they admitted to helping Hitler consolidate some of his, his power and, yeah. you know, bankers, Deutsche bank also connected with, uh, some Trump, uh, uh-huh. scams. Yep. Yep. And you he, know, he owed them something like a billion dollars or something. If I remember, yeah, uh, those numbers might be wrong, but yeah, I don't know Trump, if it was a billion, uh, but it was a lot of money. wrapped up with Deutsche bank as well. Yeah. And, uh, bankers, you know, they, they, they are at the center of pretty much most of the wars, especially since uh, 1913 mm-hmm. and the, the, the founding of the Federal Reserve. All the wars in the United States, anyway, that, that have, where the United States was involved, uh, you know, bankers, central bankers have funded both sides. And, mm-hmm. and so you have to keep in mind that, you know, this is not just some random act here. And again, like you said, if your normie friends can't get on board with yeah. uh, the fact that maybe something is up. You know, maybe something yeah, weird is going just, on here. You just have no hope in terms of uh, they, yeah. even, you know, there's different layers to all this with, you know, true thirds and all that kind of stuff. I get it. You know, some people think that you know, they, they figured out all the truth with the flat earth topic or whatever it is. I know there's different angles to this, but there's like your, your tertiary, like initial, Hey, the world's not as it seems through the news media. And, you know, of course, a lot of people have realized that in the last four years or whatever, but man, if you're still stuck beyond that, it's like, man, this type of story doesn't wake you up even a little bit. And I feel like it does wake, uh, it has woken up a lot of people, but what do you do? What do you do to protect these people? What do you do to, uh, you know, get, uh, try to get some resemblance of justice especially in the United States here where we're supposed to be this bastion of justice and, and law and all this kind of stuff. And when all that is undermined by acts like this, um, you know, it, it just, man, it really bothers me that there's nothing more that we can do and tangibly uh, other than obviously, you know, spread the, the message of the truth of Jesus Christ, because again, the war is spiritual, you know, you want your eternal address to be safe because we're not trying to peddle fear here. Uh, but other people will, you know, other people that are in, into the conspiracy stuff will push fear. But that's the big difference with a show like ours. We try to maintain a level head and try to maintain a little little joy and some perspective on all this because, man, a 20-year-old kid is dead, allegedly. We don't know for sure, obviously, with any of this stuff. But given that the shooting happened, a 20-year-old kid is dead. And that, that really just infuriates me that, uh, you know, there's not more to be done to stop this type of act. And no matter who's behind it, it doesn't matter if it was just a crazy guy, rogue guy, or obviously, as it seems to be, a lot more going on. Um, even with the history of this guy and uh, the the Salas, uh, the you know Judge Salas, going back who knows how long, and it, it's easy to get guys who have a grudge or have some kind of grudge against a judge or whatever. To man, I, I would not want to be a judge in this country <laughs> moving forward. You know, it, it takes a certain type of brave soul to do that because you're just putting your life on the line when it comes to all this. Because uh, if you think about the entire Epstein thing, the whole thing is based on U.S. politicians and celebrities and all this being blackmailed, you know, that, that mm-hmm. somebody else is controlling the narrative, the, the entire perspective of the entire country, really based on some some blackmailish type stuff. So. When, when there's a, a possibility of some of that being exposed, heads got to roll. And that just, it really bothers me that that's kind of where we're at here. And it's sad that people don't 
well, we'll still not realize this, uh, the reality of what's going on here and, and the spiritual war behind it, especially because, you know, this is just another, another one of those dark things that's, uh, that's out there that happens and you know, there's not much else we can do about it at the moment. And you know what, one thing that did, let me just rant about one more thing. I had somebody on Twitter say like, you know, this proves Q and was all like pumped about Q on, on this particular situation. And yeah, that bothered me again. Cause it's like, Hey, you know, if Q was legit, why didn't he like warn if he knew exactly what was going on? Couldn't he like warn some people, you know, but I guess Q has said like, Oh, there's going to be casualties. We're at war, all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's the, <laughs> the, the confirmation that Q is real is that a 20 year old kid is shot dead. Wonderful. <laughs> right. So anyway, sorry, rant, rant over at the moment. Um, yeah. Good rant. Yeah. Uh, but there's uh, another more entertaining little update to the Epstein thing over here at ctvnews.ca. Yes. And uh, the headline here reads, New York restaurant owner sets fire to table where Jeffrey oh, I Epstein. I wanted to hear the Epstein jingle again. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, yeah. here we go. Epstein didn't kill himself. There we go. New York restaurant owner sets fire to table where Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein used to sit. Man, we're going to be burning a lot of things probably if we if we just <laughs> contact trace Jeffrey Epstein's whereabouts over the last few <laughs> years and burn all of it. The New York restaurant where Jeffrey Epstein and Harvey Weinstein were frequent visitors decided to start a new chapter by lighting the two disgraced moguls' regular table on fire. Zach Erdem, the owner of 75 Main in Southampton, uh, said he wanted to erase their names from his restaurant's history. Epstein, who was awaiting trial on federal charges accusing him of sexual abusing, uh, sexually abusing underage girls, uh, was found unresponsive in his cell at New York's Metropolitan Correctional Center in August of 2019. Man, we're almost a year since Epstein allegedly killed himself. I like the description of a dead man as unresponsive. <laughs> The clone was unresponsive when they poked him with a stick. Uh, Law enforcement sources sources told CNN he died by suicide. (laughs) Wow. You know, that alone just should make everybody question the reality of the situation. Law enforcement sources told CNN. Why would you tell CNN anything? Uh, Weinstein, a former Hollywood producer, was sentenced to blah, blah, blah. All right. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the story here. You don't need to, we don't need to get into all the yeah, guy burns stable, guy burns stable, taking action, yeah, taking action. I don't know what took him so long, but, uh, you know, maybe he could have done it a little while ago to get people, <laughs> you know, back when people weren't locked in their homes and couldn't go to restaurants. Yeah, that's a good point. Why, why now? Yeah, maybe why he's, he's got to keep himself, uh, in the, you know, in the headlines. Cause you know, they're, they're destroying the small businesses. Oh, so this is true. a good he way to a little, get a little business bump here. Yeah. They're in quarantine. Yeah. Additional lockdowns. Yeah. So maybe get it. Yeah. Get him, get him back into public, public cons. Uh, what is it? Consciousness, whatever. Right. Okay. Oh. All Enough right. Of that. We got a lot of wax Man, gene updates. An- what you got? Yeah. Another- <laughs> I'm experiencing another example of how, how we, I, I, I just can't win guns. People yell at me for ranting. People yell at me for letting you rant. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's talk about some whack genes. Whack genes. Whack genes. Whack genes. 
Okay, let's start over here at theguardian.com. The article is headlined, Oxford Coronavirus Vaccine Triggers Immune Response. Trial shows. The article, uh uh-oh, let's make sure I can get the whole article here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a whole article. Here we go. Hopes for a vaccine to address the global spread of coronavirus have been raised after Oxford University's experimental version was released Uh, revealed to be safe and to generate a strong immune response in the people who volunteered to help the trial help trial it after intensive research professor sarah gilbert from oxford's jenner institute said they were more than happy with the first results which showed good immunity after a single dose of the vaccine quote We're really pleased that it seems to be behaving just as we thought it would do. We have quite a lot of experience of using this technology to make other vaccines. So we knew that uh, we knew what we expected to see. And that's what we have seen. (laughs) Great quote. there. We're very pleased to see what we thought we were going to see, which we've seen before. But now we see it again and we're pleased to see it. Uh, The Prime Minister Boris Johnson called the results very positive news, adding, There are no guarantees. We're not there yet, and further trials will be necessary. But this is an important step in the right direction. They must have have changed, Mm -hmm. updated the article again, because that's not what I'm seeing. Like, the text is not. Really? Yeah. The the paragraph before with the quote from Sarah Gilbert was the same, Mm -hmm. but everything around it has been different. So. Mm. Keep reading okay. it. Keep reading. Well, I'm just going to leave this up here, and uh, you keep reading yours. And I'll tell you if oh, there's discrepancies. They, you know, they've been doing this a lot, man, and yeah. they'll change these articles pretty quick, yeah. too. Yeah, they do it a lot. Mm. Okay. Well, let's continue then. You let me know if there's anything in that original article that you want to read, okay. and I'll just keep going. The health secretary, Matt Hancock, said, very encouraging news. We have already ordered 100 million doses of this vaccine. Should it succeed? Again, with this situation where they're prepaying for vaccines that don't even work yet. Uh, so I don't know. Going on, Gilbert and her colleagues, who once said they could have a vaccine by September, will not predict when it might be available. Quote, none of us have a crystal ball, she said. The lockdown that began in the UK in late March drastically cut the amount of coronavirus circulation, which saved lives, but also made it difficult to trial vaccines, which is an interesting uh, conundrum we've seen a few times in the search for a vaccine. Even going so far as uh, some quotes being like, oh, no, we hope the coronavirus doesn't disappear before (laughs) we have a vaccine. I know. Okay. Uh, The results published on Monday of a study involving more than a thousand healthy volunteers. hmm, Interesting. They're they're vaccinating healthy volunteers, uh, half of which had the vaccine while the other half were giving meningitis vaccine in the Lancet Medical Journal are preliminary. The effect of the vaccine was measured by the amount of antibodies and T cells it generates in the blood of the volunteers, not in any response to the virus itself. Large scale trials have begun in brazil and south africa however where infection rates are still high and it will be possible to assess whether vaccinated individuals are less likely to get covid than others um let's see how are vaccines tested this uh let's read through this In the preclinical stage of testing, researchers give the vaccine to animals to see if it triggers uh, an immune response. In phase one of clinical testing, 
the testing. The vaccine is given to a small group of people uh, to determine whether it is safe and to learn more about the immune response it evokes. In phase two, the vaccine is given to hundreds of people so scientists can learn more about its safety and correct dosage. In phase three, the vaccine is given to thousands of people to confirm its safety, including rare side effects and effectiveness. These trials involve a control group, which is given a placebo. The results were, quote, a really important milestone on the path to a vaccine, said the study's lead author, Professor Andrew Pollard. They showed the vaccine was very well tolerated, he added. Quote, we are seeing exactly the sort of immune response we are hoping for, including neutralizing antibodies and T-cell responses, uh, which at least from what we've seen in the animal studies, seem to be those that are associated with protection. The problem is, he said, quote, we just don't know what level is needed if you meet this virus in the wild to provide protection, so we need to do the clinical trials and to work that out. Hopefully, researchers would find out from the trials to come, added Pollard, which would help all vaccine developers. Quote, we don't know what high is. We've got immune response that we can measure, we can see the virus being neutralized when the antibodies are tested in the laboratory, but we don't know how much is needed. I mean, it's encouraging, but it's only the first milestone in this long path, he said. Ideally, the vaccine would protect against any infection, but scientists already accept it may reduce the severity of the disease instead, meaning people would be less likely to become very sick and die. What is the current death rate for coronavirus? I haven't gotten an update uh, in a couple uh, weeks. I haven't looked, but uh, last time I looked, there was like a thousand deaths or something uh, reported by the CDC. So I don't know what no, the rate is. I'm just is. talking about the current overall death rate of coronavirus. Are we under know. 1%? At one it point, we like were significantly under 1%. Under 1%. Yeah. Um, uh, so. You know what's interesting is you, uh, <laughs> it, it caught up to the article that I have. Because mm-hmm. mine, you started reading the second half of the article when this article here that I have was like the third or fourth paragraph is when you went into the part that matched. Mm. And there's some uh, typos in there too. Um, but, you know, one of the, the, the thing that you uh, mentioned about the 100,000, how they already bought 100,000 doses. Mm-hmm. There's a, this is a, let's see, what is it? Uh, www.gov.uk had a press release. Millions could be vaccinated against COVID-19 as UK secures strong portfolio of promising vaccines. And in this article, it states that the UK has secured early access to 90 million doses of promising coronavirus vaccine candidates. And I looked up the, uh, the population of the UK. It's under 67 million. Mm-hmm. So, are they planning to double dose like half of the population or something? Why are they getting mm, 90 million doses or a hundred million yeah. doses for that matter? Yeah. That seems a like a question. lot for uh, uh, you know, it's the same thing as like, Hey, America has 330 million people. We, we bought 500 million doses. It's right. like, why, why are we doing this? Yeah, I guess. Uh, well, there was that little thing in there that inferred that one dose might not be enough. Uh, to do it mm, so, so it you know some, some vaccines you gotta get the vaccine and then come back you know a couple months later for a booster or something like that 
when I went to Africa, I think there was one of those vaccines. I forget what it was. They're like, come back in three months and get it again. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Um, so, yeah. okay. So nothing uh, super fancy in there, but just the, the progression of the, uh, the vaccines, yeah, um, you know, being going quicker than anybody ever estimated. Yeah. And let me, um, I was going to do this a little later, but I think I'll do it right now because mm-hmm. uh, you can go to the CDC website here. This is cdc.gov slash vaccines slash basics slash test dash approved dot HTML. And again, all these links will be in the, uh, the episode uh, canary cry news talk.com. But uh, it's this article is titled Vaccine Testing and the Approval Process. And it goes through the whole process here, and it doesn't give much of a timeline. But down here, there are related topics and resources, vaccine development, testing, and regulation. And you go there, and uh, yes, I'm leaving the CDC website. I get it. Uh, they got to tell you this because, you know, they're, hey, we're, not, we're, not, we're not really affiliated with these other resources here. Hmm. Uh, but I think it's because... This particular website that it takes you to, historyofvaccines.org, gives you this overview of all the stages and all this kind of stuff. And um, in it, it talks about the time it takes. Oh, gosh, did they change that on me, too? Because I had all the, uh, the timestamps. Uh, okay. Exploratory stage. This stage involves basic laboratory research that often lasts two to four years. Right. right. So two to four years for the exploratory stage. Then the preclinical stage often lasts one to two years. Okay. And then, uh, and then it gets into some, uh, it gets, then it gets into phase one, uh, which involves 20 to 80 subjects. Uh, phase two, which involves one, uh, let's see, 60,000 subjects uh, have to include at least 60,000 subjects. And then it goes into phase four and uh, in, in 30,000, whatever it is. And there's another FDA that's according to the CDC. Okay. So we're talking years to take, uh, to figure out if it's safe and all that stuff. Now we're pushing it through in what? Six months, seven, eight months, Six months. Yeah. Right. And that's the CDC. What's, what's strange was that this, uh, they mentioned that this, uh, the head of the project over there in the UK, the one we just read about, said that they would have it by September, back when they yeah. started in March or so. Yeah. So they were even claiming that, oh, yeah, we can get a vaccine in, what is it, March to September, seven months? You know what I've heard, too? I've brought that up with people, and their response is, yeah, but this is a global pandemic. You know, yeah. Like, oh, okay, so let's just, uh, you know, let's just... It put inject steroids into the whole process. Yeah. This is the well, FDA. And of course, as uh, was pointed out very early in this whole process that there had actually been some coronavirus vaccines patented years ago. Mm. And uh, it would make more sense that those vaccines, uh, you know, came forward as, Oh, look, we're just so lucky that we've been working on this. Here we go. Rather, yeah. That would make more explain, sense, but it's it not even explain a... the, uh, yeah, we'll have a vaccine in seven months, not because we're starting from scratch, but because we've been working on it for a while. Right. And I think in one of the episodes, uh, I, I can't remember which one, probably like 20 episodes ago, we went through all of the, the mentions of coronavirus prior to 2019 and one of the, the articles from, I think, 2015 was 
some kind of computer simulation that showed how, oh, they've figured out a way to uh, you know, uh, disinfect the coronavirus or, or disengage their, their uh, whatever their mechanisms is in one of their uh, you know, computer simulations or whatever. But here's the uh, FDA.gov website. And this, again, gives a timeline. Um, phase one, several months. Phase two, several months to two years. Approximately 33% of drugs move to the next phase. Mm. In this little report, according to the FDA. And then phase three, which is 300 to 3,000 volunteers. Length of study, one to four years. Then it goes into phase four here. So even the, the FDA is saying it takes years to do so. I don't know, man. Yeah. Everyone's well, all giddy other- about the vaccine, but it's just, uh, it doesn't make me comfortable whatsoever. Yeah. And it shouldn't make and even you, your normie you know, comfortable about this. Do you know uh, what the, what sickness, what other sicknesses are associated with the coronavirus uh, family of products? Yeah. The SARS and the, what was it? The, uh, there's SARS, there's MERS. MERS. Yeah. And what else? The flu, the common cold. Yeah. Common cold. Okay. You know how long people have been trying to create a vaccine for the common cold. Yeah. Or for SARS or MERS or any of these any things. Of it. Yeah. I mean, what was SARS? There's no, there's no vaccines for any other coronavirus. And uh, we're just going to pump this one out in seven months. Okay. Yep. You say so. Yep. Um, and this was uh, another, here's another vaccine update here. Vaccine. This was published on the International Business Times. Moderna vaccine induced antibodies in all trial participants. Paper. Do you have uh, Do you have the Bill Gates shoot 'em up uh, jingle? We're taking things that are genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein, right into the vein, right into the vein, right into the vein. Right into the vein. Somebody in chat asked if we had seen that video. So I thought that would be an easy answer. Oh, yes. Yes, we've absolutely. Uh, Okay. Moderna vaccine induced antibodies in all trial participants paper. An experimental COVID-19 vaccine that is being developed by U.S. biotech firm Moderna induced antibody responses against the coronavirus in all 45 participants of a human trial. A paper published Tuesday show. This is last Tuesday. Moderna had previously published interim results from its phase one in the form of a press release on its website in May, which revealed the vaccine had generated immune responses in eight patients. Those, uh, though these were called encouraging by Dr. Fauci, a top U.S. infectious disease official, the full study had been eagerly awaited by the scientific community. The company has since moved to the next stage of its trial involving 600 people. The new paper was published in the New England Journal of Medicine. The 45 participants were split into three groups of 15, each to test doses of 25 micrograms, 100 micrograms, and 250 micrograms. They were given a second dose 28 days later. 28 days later. Isn't that an interesting number, Basil? You remember that movie? Yeah. <laughs> the zombies, zombies all over the place. Um, after the first round, antibody levels were found to be higher with higher level doses. And after the second round, participants had higher levels of antibodies than most patients who had COVID-19 and had uh, and gone on to generate their own antibodies. More than half the participants experienced mild or moderate side effects, though these did not rise to the level where the trial will be called off. Side effects included fatigue, chills, 
headache, body ache, and pain in the injection site. Three participants did not receive their second dose, including one in the 25 microgram group who developed a skin rash on both legs, and two, one in the 25 microgram group and one in the 250 group, who missed their window because they had COVID-19 symptoms, but their tests later returned negative. So, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound good for, uh, you know, if they're trying to convince everybody that like, yeah, it's safe. Don't worry about it. We're moving forward. Half the people that took the tests here had problems, but they're saying eh, not enough to call off the trials. Right, yeah. guys? You know, it's actually funny about that 28 days later comment is that's actually how that movie. Yeah. Happened. I know. <laughs> I know. They all got vaccines for a disease. I know. And turned into zombies. That's what I'm saying, man. They're just like, they're just dangling just the nonsense in front of us and they think we're not going to pick up on it. Okay. Yeah. Andrew Friedman, uh, an infectious disease expert at the university of Cardiff, who was not involved in the study. They always quote people not involved in the study said the paper suggested the vaccine, quote, is able to stimulate antibody production in a dose-dependent fashion. Importantly, the antibodies generated were able to neutralize the virus in lab conditions, he added. Quote, the side effects experienced by more than half the participants are quite common after other vaccinations, although the more severe adverse events experienced by three of the subjects given the highest dose may mean that dose is too high to take forward, he said. The Moderna vaccine belongs to a new class of vaccines, that uses genetic material in the, form of, in the form of RNA to encode the information needed to grow the virus's spike protein inside the body in order to trigger an immune response. The spike protein is part of the virus it uses to invade human cells, but by itself is relatively harmless. But there you go. I feel like they're revealing quite a bit here without making it sound all alarmist. You know, yeah. they're using genetic material in the form of RNA that encodes information needed to grow virus spikes, but it's harmless. You know, even though half the people got rashes and what is it? Headaches and body aches and chills and totally normal, normal, <laughs> you know, just normal vaccine stuff. Right. Come yeah, on, guys. That's apparently take a vaccine. Only half of you will have these issues, <laughs> but we will save Speaking the world. Which- Speaking of which, let's head over to msn.com for some more Wack Gene. Wack Gene. Wack We'll need enormous numbers of Americans to test COVID-19 vaccines. A very encouraging 138,600 have signed oh, up. Oh, updated. Mine says 107 have signed up. <laughs> we have not read a single no. article that was this that was left alone. Okay, since I'm we... going to leave it as is, uh, and uh, <laughs> let's see how much has changed in the actual content here. Go okay, ahead. Okay, sounds good. Uh, the article reads: As of Monday, more than 138,600 people had signed up to take part in testing. "Quote: That's why we're optimistic that we're going to be able to get the trials uh, enrolled in an ex." way. I think we can do what we need to do, said Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. The milestone was reached just a week after the National Institute of Health launched a clinical trial network for vaccines and other prevention tools to fight the pandemic. 
More are still needed, but the initial surge will go a long way toward filling the requirement for at least 30,000 volunteers each for the four companies that plan to launch phase three clinical trials of their potential vaccines by early fall. So, yeah, phase three, as we learned earlier in the show, is where you test thousands of people, which is the last phase of testing. Yeah. So they've already made it. They've made it through. They've condensed. Four years of research and testing in six months. All right. Together, the Moderna, Pfizer, BioNTech, AstraZeneca, and Inovio trials will require at least 120,000 volunteers, which we have more of now, more than 120. Quote, uh, I would say it's very encouraging at this stage, said Barry Bloom, an immunologist and vaccine expert who oh, is a professor of public health at the Harvard Chan School of Public Health. Uh, hundreds of clinical trials for drugs, medical devices, and vaccines are going on across the United States at any one time, but most are relatively small. Putting together four large trials at the same time, with even more planned to come online later in the fall and winter, is a massive undertaking. It doesn't just require volunteers, but also a robust complement of clinics, hospitals, and medical centers around the nation with staff and physicians experienced in running clinical trials. To make that happen, the NIH launched the COVID-19 Prevention Trials Network, merging four existing clinical trials networks. It launched on July 8th with a website where volunteers can sign up. The network builds on decades worth of work, creating clinical trial networks that goes back to the AIDS epidemic in the late 1980s, Fauci said. So this whole network goes back to Fauci's <laughs> original work in the AIDS epidemic. <laughs> Which, wow. uh, we saw earlier the, uh, the protester holding up a yes. sign. Dr. Fauci, <laughs> you are killing us. Stop killing us, Stop Dr. Killing Fauci. Us. Okay. Quote, it would take literally years to build up a network that I've built up. What? It would take literally years to build up a network that I've built up over the last 30 years. So why do it? We're going to use what we have. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's a little, little arrogant there. I've built, (laughs) I have built this network. Well, I mean, this is another one of those dumb quotes. It would take literally years to build up a network that I built up over the last 30 years. (laughs) How how many? (laughs) So how many years does he need? How many? What? How? What is it, the the uh, the network now? Is it worth what a thousand years? Is a thousand years <laughs> worth of network any- that he did in thirty years? Uh, I don't know who to blame for this one. It would take years to build up the network that I also took years to build up. So uh, there you go. Okay. People chosen to take part in the racially, ethnically, and geographically diverse. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time reading today. People chosen will take par- to take part will be racially, ethnically, and geographically diverse. In its guidance for companies testing possible vaccines, the Food and Drug Administration said it wants the vaccine candidates to be tested in populations most affected by COVID-19, including ethnic and racial minorities, pregnant women, the elderly, and people with underlying medical conditions that can worsen COVID-19. While the effort is coming together quickly, the process is following the same strict protocols required of all vaccine developers. Quote, the guidelines for these trials are really clear. They will be scientifically rigorous and there are no shortcuts. No shortcuts? 
How There's no I- shortcuts <laughs> except for th- three and a half years. <laughs> Phase three clinical trials come only after months of other tests that first begin in cells and then moves to animals. Uh, only if all goes well with animal tests does the process move to humans. In phase one trials, the goal is to determine any immediate adverse effects. This is done through tests in a small number of healthy people, generally fewer than 100, for example. For one, uh, for the phase one trial of the Moderna vaccine candidate, 45 people took part. Phase Where half trials, got sick and three yes. really sick. Right. Um, anyways, we already learned about the phases, so we don't need to re re look at that one. But um, did you have anything highlighted in this? Uh, well, in your version of the story, at least not, not really. I thought it was interesting that uh, uh, earlier you uh, you read a quote in the new version that uh, from Barry Bloom, and uh-huh. the quote you read was, "I would say it's very encouraging at this stage," but the full quote prior to being edited was. I would say it's very encouraging at this stage to have 107,000 volunteers. So they just chopped off that other part of it because now they have the numbers. Yeah. You that's, know, little things like that to make it more relevant. They're just Frankensteining these articles together. It's really annoying, A. Yeah. Um, but B, questionable journalistic ethics standards. Yeah. You know, this is you know, the one thing with the, the blockchain that we'll, we'll know every time they up, update stuff. Or it won't be possible. They'll have to publish yeah, another I wonder, article. Let's see. Let's see if they actually claimed an update on this. They one. have to. They have to. Have. I don't see it at the bottom. It's not listed. Uh, I, oh, I was looking at the top. A lot of times they put it at the top. Um, do, 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 do. I do not see any update uh, notices. No, no update notices. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Love it. Thanks, mainstream. Yeah. And uh, we'll do one more uh, Wakchin article before we take a quick break here. And this one coming from the uh, a little more of the fringe here. Wakchin. This is from Zero Hedge. So you know it's going to be good. Testing will begin in Africa for biometric ID vaccine records and payment systems. Testing will soon begin in poverty-stricken parts of Africa for a biometric ID, which will also be your payment system and vaccine record. A biometric digital identity platform that, quote, evolves just as you evolve, is backed by none other than the Bill Gates-backed Gavi Vaccine Alliance, MasterCard, Mm, mm -hmm. and the AI-powered identity authentication company TrustStamp. Yeah, don't trust that. The Gavi Alliance, which is largely funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates and Rockefeller Foundations, as well as allied governments and the vaccine industry, is principally concerned with improving, quote, the health of markets for vaccines and other immunization products, rather than the health of individuals, according to its own website. Similarly, MasterCard's Gavi partnership is directly linked to its World Beyond Cash efforts, which mainly bolsters its business model that has long depended on a reduction in the use of physical cash. Re- uh, reducing the use of cash is needed. Cash is impossible to track, but if you use centralized digital currency, the ruling class has complete control over what you can spend. Uh, quote, the program, which was first launched in late 2018, will see Trust Stamp's digital identity platform integrated into the Gavi MasterCard Wellness Pass a digital vaccination record and identity system that is also linked to MasterCard's click-to-play system 
that uh, powered by its AI and machine learning technology called New Data, uh, MasterCard, in addition to professing its commitment to promoting, quote, centralized record keeping of childhood immunization, also describes itself as a leader toward a world beyond cash in its partnership with Gavi Marks, a novel approach toward linking a biometric digital identity system, vaccination record uh, records and a payment system into a single cohesive platform. The effort since its launch nearly two years ago has been funded via $3.8 million in Gavi donor funds in addition to a match to donation on the same amount by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, according to the Activist Post. In early June, Gavi reported that MasterCard's Wellness Pass program would be adapted in response to the coronavirus pandemic. Around a month later, MasterCard announced that Trust Stamps biometric identity platform would be integrated into wellness pass as trust stamps system is capable of providing biometric identity in areas of the world lacking internet access or cellular connectivity and also does not require knowledge of an individual's legal name or identity to function the wellness program involving gavi mastercard and trust stamp will soon be launched in west africa and will be coupled with a covid19 vaccination program once a vaccine becomes available uh, another activist post quote here, perhaps uh, what is perhaps most alarming about this new wellness pass initiative is that it links the dual use digital solutions to cashless payment solutions that could soon become mandated as anything over than touchless cashless methods of payment have been treated as potential modes for contagion by Gavi aligned groups like the World Health Organization, among others, since the pandemic was first declared earlier this year. Do you get it yet? It's all tied to the same thing, and the pandemic is an excuse to roll this out. Wake up. They're not coming to <laughs> save you. Quite the opposite, actually. For those stuck on the line of thinking that President Donald Trump said this, quote, vaccine will be voluntary, you are probably co correct. It'll be voluntary, all right. If you don't get it and participate in the new biometric ID program, you won't be able to buy or sell anything, including food. That sounds nothing like the definition of voluntary to me, but believe, uh, believe in whatever religion you wish and put your trust in whomever you want. I'll rely on myself instead of some politician to save me. All right mm -hmm. there, uh, <laughs> Tyler Durden. Uh, oh, just what does Trump need 300 million doses of the vaccine for if it's going to be voluntary? We are in for a dark winter, as they have already told us several times. It's time to apply critical thinking and stop falling for all these psyops. Those who plan the enslavement of mankind uh, warn of a dark winter for us. It's another article there. This doesn't mean you shouldn't remain vigilant and know what's going on. Get your preps in order. Do another audit. Uh, buy some more food and improve your water storage. Uh, this system is here and it will not be voluntary in any sense of the word. It's similar to our voluntary tax system. Go ahead and choose not to pay and men with guns will come to your house to make you pay. Yep, that's how voluntary interactions work. Note, that was sarcasm. <laughs> Believe any politician you want, but they are all puppets for the Federal Reserve and their takeover is imminent unless we wake up and stand together. Don't just take my word. Look into these issues for yourself. Everyone, uh, everything is linked above and better yet, find your own information. I would implore all of you not just to believe what you are being told by anyone, including Trump or myself. Research, read, learn, and prepare and uh i had my look it up jingle somewhere here i guess i don't have it on me so look yep. it up 
<laughs> Look okay. at Okay, there it is. So there's a lot in there. Yeah. What was the what was the summary of that? The, the summary is uh, they're they're starting to roll out the, uh, the biometric Gabby ID Mastercard wellness pass. Yeah, the biometric ID connected to uh, some kind of payment system that relates to if you've had a vaccine or not, and of course, much easier to roll it out in uh, places in Africa where there's, um, you know, more need for that type of infrastructure than out here in the u.s although you know we've reported on some of the stuff trump plans that's kind of troubling too having the mm -hmm. military roll out the vaccines so you know what are you gonna do buy guns and shoot them was that what you're gonna do basil me <laughs> yeah i could picture you doing it well, shoot just, who? Uh, i'm not i'm not shooting anybody it's <laughs> <laughs> getting you into all kinds of trouble on this episode yeah, you know, walk you out there without about? your without your pants and you'll be like, Hey, you're going to really vaccinate a dude without pants. Oh, see, that's the, that's a great question. Will they vaccinate me if I'm not wearing pants? It's break time. Come on, take a break. That'd be a good time okay. to break. <laughs> yeah, that's a good break time. We're just going to take a real quick break. Don't go away. Anybody <laughs> don't go anywhere. See, uh, we've here's got a, okay, before you go on. Mm -hmm. If you hadn't eaten, you would have had that hunger. You know, you've had the eye of the tiger, you know, and you would have been, you would have been on point, but you had food. So now you're all lazy Ref and you're referring to what now? Just your, your inability to read and mess up words and all that. I'm blaming it on you eating before the show. Oh my gosh. You better watch out guns because <laughs> you're really asking for trouble in the future. I'm going to get you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for uh, being here. We're just going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere, though, because uh, we've got some updates concerning the uh, Portland protests there. Some, uh, re If you remember correctly, over the past few days, past few episodes, we've been talking about unmarked federal officers scooping people up. We've got some secret police. We've got some updates on that sort of thing, um, as well as a little mom, little mom segment. So stick around. And then after that, we got some Chinese news uh, referring to all sorts of good stuff that you're going to want to uh, tune in for. So don't go anywhere. Um, but real quick, I want to go through and thank some of our new uh, Twitch followers. Those of you who follow us on Twitch, uh, they, you guys are really helping us out. We appreciate that. And if you are watching anywhere else around the web, we suggest you head to twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Follow us there. Make an account. Follow us there. Make a funny name that uh, I can enjoy reading on the air but also uh, make sure to do it because it's good to have a backup as everybody knows we've been having some trouble with youtube uh, pretty much every trouble you could have youtube with youtube we have had with youtube and so far, um, Twitch, the worst Twitch has done to us so far is to uh, to trap us in 17th place on the categories, um, which, you know, could be worse. But here we go, Gons. You got your dinger ready? Dinger's ready. Here we go. I want to thank uh, Gee88. Ooh, like a karate gee? I think gee like uh, clarified butter. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, IWebC. Amor Lutanico. Lunatico. Amor Lunatico. Um, a love, love lunatic, I think. Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, Murr, 1014. Murr. Storyteller, 810. 
Avabury 3. Nathan be jamming. And then uh, that's it. Let me reload here. Make sure we didn't skip anybody. Nope, that's it. Okay, small group. Small group this episode. But, you know, it's weekend. It's the weekend. So thank you, everybody, well, for Monday, following us but, on know. Twitch. Um, they joined over the weekend. So we appreciate uh, everybody watching wherever you are, whether it's uh, YouTube, the Face Like the Sun YouTube channel, Canary Cry Radio YouTube channel, Facebook, Periscope, wherever you are. Oh, don't forget the D-Livers. Thank you, D-Livers, for being here as well. But uh, we will recommend everybody subscribe on at least a few different of those outlets because uh, you never know when we will just be, when federal agents will scoop up our, uh, our stream and then you're just you're just left with nothing. And make sure to turn on notifications too. That's very important. Are we going to be? Let's just combine both breaks, yep. guns. We tend to be yeah. doing that a lot recently, but yes. Yeah, it's okay. Good idea. You know, it's yeah. So uh, also, you guys, you got to remember, we're on the value for value model, which means we do not, uh, we don't make money from advertisers. We have yet to monetize your attention into your eyeballs and we don't plan on doing that we believe it's uh, one of the main problems with uh, the world today not just the online economy but every piece of media uh, being uh, you know uh, encouraged to earn the trust and the attention of listeners all around the world and then turning around and selling them to corporations for our own personal gain uh, this leads to all sorts of issues that include uh tailoring your message as to not offend advertisers and you know what where that's just not what we're about here so we go on the value for value model which means we put out the show three times a week we're pretty consistent and we like to think we uh, do a pretty good job and if you think so too you have the opportunity not to just donate to the show but to become a producer because that's right this is the real world uh, if you pay to help something get produced you're a producer not a donor so thank you very much and gons i'm over here on patreon.com slash ccnt for canary cry news talk and uh we got a new producer here yep uh, are you ready i'm ready i think it's just their one, name right? is treasure cat thank you very much treasure cat and that's it just the one <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump over here to patreon.com slash radio. See if anything came in there. We got one there. We did. Hello. And thank you very much. Estella. That's right. Treasure Cat and Estella. Everybody thank them. We appreciate uh, you guys jumping on and helping out the show. A little bit light on the Patreon over the weekend, Gonzo, but... Uh, uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Yep. Okay. So remember, we also have, if you know, Patreon got in some trouble a year or two ago and uh, we get it. Some people don't like Patreon. You don't got to support through Patreon. And for those who don't like it, we have canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. 
That's right. Okay, over there you can uh, help us out. We got PayPal. We got monthly uh, contribution PayPal. But if if commitment's not your thing, don't worry. You can make a donation, uh, a one-time donation in any amount. There's also some fun stuff, uh, cryptocurrency options, all sorts of cool stuff. Gons, who do anybody come in on uh, PayPal over the weekend? Nope. We got some recurring. No. But uh, I don't think we had anybody come in. No. Oh wow! Yeah. This is tax month. It must be. Yeah. It must be all the taxes. People yeah. uh, are busy giving their money to the government voluntarily. Voluntar- or else people with guns come to your house. <laughs> does anybody? Does the government claim taxes to be voluntary? Does anybody? We don't have a. We don't actually have a voluntary tax system. Yeah, we've 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 gone down that rabbit trail before. It's a little, you know, it's a little iffy. Well, I, I'm just asking, does the government actually claim that that's the case? I, I don't think anybody's claiming the American tax system is voluntary, is it? Uh, I know in the Constitution, I think it was supposed to be voluntary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, Something things like have that. changed with a lot of the uh, circumstances that surround the, the state of the nation and have yeah. never gone back. It seems to be a trend, you know, they... They change yeah. things up during wartime and then, uh, you know, temporary and then it doesn't doesn't go back. It becomes a, yeah, a normal thing. There yeah. you go. All right. So there you go. Anyways, we uh, we feel you. Anybody out there hurting from taxes? We get it. Um, and hopefully next month is better. But we appreciate uh, our our elite squadron of uh, producers for this show. Estella, Treasure Cat. And nobody else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Another way you can support the show and become a producer is to send us your jingles related to the show or artwork related to the show. And we got quite a bit of artwork to share with you briefly here uh, before we get back into some stories. And uh, the first one I wanted to share, uh, we got a couple from Jay Vela, who's uh, okay. been a constant. We have one here, the, the Conspiracy Singularity. Ah and, yes, uh, it's uh, it's pretty much what you see on the screen, but it uh, is the singularity. Yeah, I like that. That's a little uh, that's a little art piece of what it's like to watch the show. Hey, it looks pretty good. I like it. Yes, and uh, Jay Vela sent in a second one. Hold on, let me see if I can pull it up without too much trouble here. Sometimes the okay. images are huge, and I got to resize them for the screen and and whatnot. Oh boy. Yeah, so here here's the second one. Yeah, it is a little huge on the screen. Hold on, let me try to uh, resize it if uh, OBS would allow me to. You got the yes, Twitch family. A, a nice, uh, a nice uh, a piece depicting the Twitch family, the Canary Cry Twitch family. Uh, <laughs> we've got the Conspiracy Singularity. We've got Shogun's. Uh, which you're with your swords there. We're very, yeah. very happy to see you arm. We've got a nice picture of Flippy flipping burgers and uh, little baby guns like surrounded it. by angels. Mm-hmm. Very good. And then there's uh, Basil in the middle there. I got a cat, got my mask on, and then Marry Me Basil, one of the most prolific uh, chat Twitchers. Uh, participants. Yes, the Twitch chat participants is uh, is waving at me there and has got some, some I, I'm assuming those are flippy flowers uh so there we go very nice uh poison flowers yeah just kidding i was thinking maybe it was cotton candy or something oh yeah maybe flowers are cool too yeah flowers are nice uh we also had artwork from james morton i'm sorry morton james white did i say that right i don't know yeah and uh he gave us a cool piece here it was uh 
kind of like a, I don't know how to explain it. It's the all-seeing eye. Yes, it's Canary the can- Canary Nati. Canary Nati confirmed. Canary confirmed. And uh, <laughs> it's got the all-seeing eye. It's got the bird on a, a twig. Yes, we're I like we're we're covering up the we're blinding the Illuminati, the all seeing eye. Yeah, there you go. Yes, we are Very we nice. are all canary naughty confirmed. So canary that was great. Naughty. Thank you for that, Morton James White. And we also got a couple from uh Team Charlie Stevens. And do you want to read that email, Basil? Do you want do you want me to read it? I mm. think I have it pulled up. Yeah, here. let me see if I got it. Yeah, I'll read it. Let me pull it up here. Very nice piece of art. Actually, I, I did like these quite a bit. Um, let's see. Yes, this was from Charlie. Dear Basil and Gons, my 13-year-old daughter. Uh, I won't say any name. Yeah, well, this is Allie. We're not going to say any last names. My 13-year-old daughter, Allie, new Twitch user, Gazel and Bonds. Woo! Very funny Twitch user from last show. She is so thrilled that you liked her moniker. Good. I was thrilled to see the moniker. Is quite the fan of your show, and she has dedicated her most recent drawings to you guys. Some background on behind the scenes. So one of them is behind the scenes. Uh, Basil under control. You got that one up there. Yep. The gifts it shows uh, for for those who are just listening. It's a picture of myself. Pretty good picture, actually. I'm pretty impressed. I was going to say they, they might be on. spying on you or have some kind of cameras <laughs> in the house. Yes, she's obviously watched the show quite a bit because this is pretty uh, pretty good. And then it's me. Got my headset on. I'm in front of my computer, and uh, I've got cats everywhere. One of the cats is saying, "Let him read it, Basil." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting angry at me taking stuff from you apparently and then the other kitty saying tell a joke now basil yeah, so i'm uh, the puppeteers are, uh, are controlling my my stream and then uh, i've got my foot on a bird cage underneath the desk there we got a canary in a cage with a cat kind of uh Kind of messing with them. Um, and I will go back to the message here. The gifts are all from Marry Me Basil. <laughs> You're, Marry Me Basil's making it into all the art today. Wow. It's making the impression uh, in the chat there. Yes, making quite the impression. Whose Twitch commentary amuses Allie to no end. You'll notice if you zoom in and squint, there's a chalk from the stalker and more chocolate from the stalker. <laughs> the tag on the plant on the table says, Marry Me the flowers being played with by the cat under the table are also from her, as is the caged canary on which Basil is resting his weary feet. There is also a cat in the more chocolate from the stalker box. So we got cats everywhere. And uh, then they uh, they have some more stuff in the note there, and we appreciate that very much. Very good. And then there is a second piece of art. Yes. There called well, Family Thing. And it's a uh, family thing is a basil cat, a Monty. That's right. That does look like Monty number two. Wearing a VR it. headset with googly eyes so he can be just like Basil. So very good. Allie, Gazel and Bonds in the chat. Thank you so much. And uh, we will make sure to put these up on the Facebook. We'll pop them in some uh, newsletters. So make sure to check them out. You can also find all the art uh, and the show notes over at CanaryCryNewsTalk.com. Make sure to check it out. All right. Uh, what else we got? Is that is that the ones? I think that's it. Yeah. Great. Wow. A lot of art this show. Yeah. Very good. Good stuff. Love cool, it all. cool, cool. Okay. 
Um, what else? Anything else for this break? No, we need to get on it because we got to get through a lot of stuff in like 30 minutes. Okay, we're going to zoom through here. Let's wake on up, guns. Oops, it's the end. Yes, it's wake up time. Hey, y'all, wake up. Sorry. I like how going into the break <laughs> is, uh, is a high energy screaming jingle. <laughs> and then coming out of the break is very calm and calm, nice. Gentle. Okay. Um, let's head on over to CBS News. We've got a, another main mainstream outlet here. We want to check in on Portland. The article is titled Federal Officers Again Tear Gas Protesters in Portland, Oregon. Protesters outside the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, were targeted with tear gas by federal officers for the sixth ooh, show burps for the sixth night in a row on Sunday. Reports the CBS affiliate there, uh, K-O-I-N TV, Coin TV. It marked the 52nd straight night of protests in the city against police violence and for racial justice. Even after the tear gas was deployed, demonstrators regrouped outside the building in the early hours of Monday morning. It wasn't clear whether any protesters were arrested or detained. That is an interesting thing to say. Yeah, it especially with all the uh, mm-hmm. all the people, all the footage of uh, alleged people getting taken off the streets. Yes, the secret right? police the secret scooping police. people up. Yeah, but but it's also weird. I mean, you're a mainstream nationwide world, like nationwide news outlet. Did people get arrested or not? Were they detained or not? Like, if it wasn't clear, I don't get it. What do you mean it wasn't clear? Anyways. <laughs> Just ask somebody. <laughs> ask the police. Uh, or wait, no, yes. we hate the police. Sorry. Don't ask the police. <laughs> yeah, that, they won't tell somebody, us the truth. If somebody got arrested, there's a public record of it. Yeah. Just look it up. You're a journalist. Look it up. Uh, look it coin up. Reporters, <laughs> coin reporters saw protesters, including a group of mothers wearing yellow and holding flowers, peacefully surround a fence at the Mark O. Hatfield Federal Courthouse after night fell. A few federal officers were spotted leaving the building, but staying behind the fence before going back inside. By 11.40 p.m., parts of the fence were disassembled, and some protesters were sitting behind it. Some 10 minutes later, Coyne saw federal officers rushing out of the building and using a large amount of tear gas. And in addition to another crowd control munitions on protesters, many of whom had their hands up. You know, this hands up thing is very interesting. I mean, this was an interesting little rhetorical device to throw into um into the article, obviously, you know, many of whom had their hands up, meaning these people are innocent. Don't tear gas them. Uh, how awful is this? Uh, not to say it's not awful, but just again, they were tearing just, down fences, but at the same yes. time, their hands were up. <laughs> yes, they they took. No, they didn't tear down fences, guns. The f- parts of the fence were disassembled. Oh, I'm sorry. Notice that. Yeah. By 11.40 p.m., parts of the fence were disassembled and some protesters were sitting behind it. Not protesters tore down the fence. And then, uh, anyways, moving on. It's just fun to point these these mind control devices out. All right. Night 51. Um, On Saturday night, Portland police declared a riot after the police union building was broken into... (laughs) And a fire was lit. (laughs) It was the 51st night of the protests in Portland where federal authorities have been sent in despite... 
in, sorry, been sent in despite opposition from state and local authorities. Yeah, the state and local authorities uh, obviously don't need any help. We're just going <laughs> to... We're just going to let the uh, the people burn down a few buildings. It's all good. Portland police said in a statement on Sunday that they declared a riot due to the violent conduct of the large group, creating a grave risk of public alarm. The crowd began to disperse as police issued a public service announcement. Federal. Uh, what was this public service announcement that they <laughs> that actually made people disperse? This has been going on for 51 days what message could the police possibly have said in their public service announcement that broke it up? Uh, federal officers deployed tear gas. Oh, that probably did it once again on Saturday night. <laughs> that's, as that's fencing. the announcement. <laughs> yeah. Here's, tear Here's gas. our announcement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, federal officers deployed tear gas once again on Saturday night as fencing was torn down around the federal courthouse where officers and protesters clashed before CBS Portland affiliate coin reported. The fencing around the courthouse had come down Friday night and was repaired and replaced on Saturday and then torn down again. They cannot keep these fences up. Uh, Portland police said Sunday that four people were arrested for charges that included riot and interfering with a police officer. Protests in Portland erupted in June. And then we get our little background paragraphs. There. They should ask uh, Trump to help him build a wall. Because it's not really working out too <laughs> they well. They obviously can't figure it out. Uh, but no, they, notice how there's no mention of uh, protesters taking the fences down. It's always the fences came down. Yeah, they just <laughs> on their the own. Fences they just were disassembled. The fences <laughs> were. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. All right. Uh, did you have anything highlighted in this? You want to? Mm, not really. It's just about? the pretty crazy stuff going on in Portland the, now that the uh, yeah the federal officers been, are not giving up, not giving up uh, ground. Yeah. Um, the only thing I had on this was the BBC side of the report, just to compare and contrast a little bit of the differences in reporting from within the U.S. and outside the U.S. Even though it's the same, you know, BBC is pretty much the same entity. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention, because they do talk about the uh, the Gestapo, the uh, the secret police, that, uh, that is really concerning. I mean, as much as we can make fun of, uh, you know, things or, or make light of things, uh, there is a quote here. Wheeler and the Oregon officials have blamed Trump. Uh, who is Wheeler? Wheeler, Wheeler, Wheeler. Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, he had a quote here that said, the tactics the Trump administration are using on the streets of Portland are horrid, Wheeler said. As you indicated, people are literally being scooped off the street and into unmarked vans, rental cars, apparently. They are being denied probable cause and due process. They don't even know who is pulling them into the vans. The people are not identifying themselves. As far as I can see, this is completely unconstitutional. Mr. Trump on Sunday they tweeted we are trying to help portland not hurt it quote the leadership has for months lost control of the anarchists and agitators he continued they are missing in action we must protect federal property and our people these were not merely protesters these are the real deal in an interview with chris wallace on fox news on sunday mr trump said we've arrested many leaders in portland quote if we didn't take a stand right now you would have a problem mr trump said they're going to lose portland not sure what the 
what that means, what losing Portland would mean. I, I, I mean, if the insinuation is that it would completely become occupied by some sort of military force that no longer sat under United States authority, I guess that uh, is a certain case. But I think they're pretty far off from that. But, you know, I think we do need to keep in mind that this whole secret police thing, these uh, sort of amorphous federal uh, organizations going in there, this is really very disturbing and continues to be very disturbing. Um, you know, as much as uh, anybody wants peace on the streets and, uh, you know, law and order, uh, unmarked rental vans with unmarked military style uh, troops arresting people, not even arresting them, just putting them disappearing them in these vans uh, is very not cool, no matter who you are. And this really is starting to, to worry me a little bit more uh, for this type of thing to start happening in the United States. It, it, for me, Gans, it does signal uh, it, it. It's a, I don't even know what to call it. I was going to say high watermark, but that's not, not doesn't quite have the right connotations. Um, but this might be the most worrying thing to me that's happened uh, in, in maybe the last six months. Well, um, because once you go down that, yeah. once you go down that path, it's very difficult for an authoritative government to, to pull back from those tactics. Yeah, and we've talked about how it's it puts everybody uh, between a rock and a hard place, so to speak. Because if you're like a if you're against Trump, then obviously this is the complete takeover of a totalitarian dictator. If you're for Trump, then all of a sudden you're you're going, oh yeah, we got to protect the country or protect Portland. Yeah, but you're doing it by means that are pretty pretty overreaching. Um, yeah, even if you're a even if you are a Trump supporter and you are a law and order person this unmarked rental van unmarked troops disappearing well, people yeah, no well, no due process no nothing this is this is not cool well again we we showed some footage in the last episode and you know it wasn't clear that those that's what those people were you know it was very difficult at least from the footage was, that we saw yeah it wasn't well, there's we you have no idea what they well, are that's They're what i'm saying guys were in they, camo but, but is that the federal people or is that just a stage thing like what was going on there so we, you know i don't know we have our I, speculations on that but <laughs> yeah uh, and and you know they are uh there we did read off the actual federal uh agencies that are officially called in being right. uh, border patrol Federal Protection Agency. Yeah, the Homeland Security. Of, it, it, this is this is mentioned security. in this BBC article here. So, uh, yeah. this the section from the BBC article. The role of federal troops sent to Portland is the subject of intense speculation at the moment. Numerous widely shared videos show troops in camouflage combat style uniform arresting protesters, transporting them away in apparently unmarked vehicles. Senior Democrat Nancy Pelosi said, "This is a funny quote here." Unidentified stormtroopers <laughs> were kidnapping <laughs> protesters. <laughs> I'm just picturing Nancy Pelosi <laughs> call them unidentified stormtroopers. <laughs> Another Democrat, Ro Khanna, described those involved as secret federal agents. So who exactly are they? They belong to a new federal force created last month in an executive order signed by President Trump which tasks them to protect historic monuments, memorials, statues, and federal facil facilities 
The personnel are drawn from a range of teams, including the Customs and Border Protection uh, Agency and the U.S. Marshal Service, the Federal Protection Service, part of the Homeland Security, and charged with protecting government buildings, also has officers in Portland and has detained protesters. The U.S. Marshal Service's Special Operations Group says it is, quote, deployed in high-risk and sensitive law enforcement situations, national right. emergencies, civil order, yeah, and natural disasters. So that's who they are, allegedly. And it goes into some of the same type of information that we saw from the last article there. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, you know, there's a part of me that thinks, yeah, you know, if you're, you got to do something to stop some of these folks. And because we know, you know, the, the more violent, I'm going to air quotes, protesters are part of this sort of communist takeover here. Uh, so I can understand that, that. Well, that's a good taste of communism for them. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you got to fight fire with fire, I guess. But like mm. you said, the precedence that's set is what's troubling is uh, yeah. once now, you set this in that's, motion, that's a line that should never be crossed as far as, uh, you know, the American, the real American spirit is considered, um, you know, and stuff like this happens a lot in uh, counterterrorism yeah. uh, type of stuff, but it's usually put through the proper legal channels, even if the legal channel <laughs> allows and that might be what it, this is operating under i think it is you know because yeah. they are that must be what it is i it mean is. this is some guantanamo bay type stuff where yeah. you don't they don't need to be charged legally if they are considered uh domestic terrorists or terrorists yeah. in general they they don't need to even have a case brought against them for a long time they and they don't need uh uh, you know, you, you don't know, need warrants. You don't need nothing. As the long the as silver it's lining, up. I guess, mm -hmm. is that they're just taking them in somewhere. They're not just outright getting out there and shooting them. Well, yeah, we hope we <laughs> hope that they're not. Oh, I know, but I'm saying worse. that you know it, it, it could be that you know if you if you really want to talk about uh, a total totalitarian <laughs> thing, then they can just I come guess. out and start. I don't know I'm just if saying, I man. Excited about I'd rather. That. I'm not excited about it. I'm just saying, if they're gonna if they're gonna do this, I'd rather have them just take these people off the street and who, who knows what after. But like, just take them off the street, then just shoot them down in the street or run them over. You know, like they do yeah, in China. Well, maybe. Because, but if if something like that was happening in public and it's caught on camera, then, you know, there can actually be some evidence and there can be some pushback and there can be some action. Yeah. You know, the, the secrecy thing is actually one of the most dangerous parts about it. Um, well, they, they didn't have enough know. time to design pa uh, badges and deploy them, apparently. You know, maybe they, they could do that once. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just meandering You're talking around now. Badging the the marshals. Yeah, yeah. Give him give him some well, kind of uniform. Well, yeah, they got some kind of uniform. I know they got <laughs> they uniform, but identifiered other than police. Well, on that the back is of their the weird thing. That's that's the other weird thing, and that's what makes it so sketchy. Is I mean, they're in full on tactical camo gear they have got helmets they look like soldiers but no badges so i mean they look like soldiers it's not like they could walk through a crowd sneakily they they obviously are something yeah um but to you know it's like it's like having a cop with he's a uniform on but no badge it's weird yeah it's, it's not right so anyways i don't know i just wanted to mention that 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 is actually the most disturbing thing yeah for and me. we had a that is 
a couple things. We had the mom thing. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but oh, we'll just do it real quick so we can play the mom jingle. Other, there is no other like mother. So treat her right, treat her right. Come on. As was mentioned in the, the article before, the moms showed up. The moms showed up at the protest, Portland protest. Um, and this is a, a video here. And it's, uh, what were they called? They were called, ah, wow, I just turned on the volume on that. And it was quite loud. Uh, moms for Justice. And they all uh, donned masks and helmets and yellow shirts. And they actually, the moms put a human barrier between this fence that can't stay standing for some reason. <laughs> this self-disassembling fence. Uh, the moms put themselves between the protesters and the fence to make a mom shield. And you know what? Regardless of your political leanings and everything else, there's nothing more powerful than a bunch of moms, uh, you know, getting between uh, the the they're I, don't, I can't tell if they're protecting the fence from the protesters or the protesters from the fence but whatever the case moms are in action over there in portland yeah and uh my whole take on this is um if they if the mothers would just stand and mother their children to uh not be protesting and knocking down fences in federal buildings yeah maybe the mothers are taking the fence down <laughs> they're showing what's up uh yeah i'm saying maybe if they were better mothers in the first place we wouldn't be in the situation where mothers have to put themselves in harm's way right. and put uh, sunflowers into the fences oh uh, guns uh, uh, watch out moms guns is coming for you i'm coming i'm coming for the moms <laughs> your parenting skills um, do you want to signs? Do we want to get into this witchy stuff real quick? I thought this just was mention interesting. It. Yeah, just mention it. It's, so uh, this is yeah. on the L.A. Times. Um, out of Portland, tear gas, an apparition emerges, capturing the imagination of protesters. <laughs> what an interesting way to put this. She emerged as an apparition from clouds of tear gas as federal agents fired pepper balls at angry protesters in the early Saturday darkness. A woman wearing nothing but a black face mask and a stocking cap strode towards a dozen heavenly armed agents attired in camouflage fatigues lined up across the downtown Portland streets. The agents dispatched by the Trump administration over vociferous objections of state and city officials are part of a force that has fired projectiles uh, at and detained activists protesting nightly since the killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis police uh, May 25th. Numerous photos and videos posted to Twitter show the unidentified woman as she's as she halted in the middle of the street at about 1.45 a.m. She stood calmly, a surreal image of human vulnerability <laughs> in the face of an overpowering force that has been criticized nationally by civil rights advocates. The agents in gas masks and helmets continued firing pepper balls in a staccato pop, pop, pop heard on the video, aiming low at the asphalt where puffs of smoke mingled in clouds of gas at one point a fellow protester clothed carrying a homemade shield darted <laughs> like how they the have woman. to say clothed clothes this, this other woman clothed <laughs> this other protester who was clothed yes oh uh, carrying what a homemade shield darted in front of the woman angling to protect her 
But the woman sidestepped him. He jumped out of the way, perhaps realizing he had made them both a target. Before it was over, she struck ballet poses and reclined in the street. She also sat on the asphalt in a yoga-like position, facing officers before they left. Portland has long been loved or mocked for its streak of earnest but quirky uh, organic earthiness as portrayed in Portlandia television comedy series. Sometimes the envelope-pushing forms of expression involve nudity. Um, then it goes into a, a short review of Portland's <laughs> history with nude protesting, which yeah. I'm going to skip. Um, the woman making her statement Saturday was altogether uninhibited at one point standing on one leg and raising her arms in an arc type motion as she struck ballet poses a patrol car arrived and a dozen officers in blue uniforms replaced the line of agents whom officials described as having been targeted by protesters throwing rocks bottles pieces of metal she sat in the street facing them legs spread in the headlights glare later she rolled on her back in a graceful pose and then stood again the second group of officers who may have been either portland police or federal agents also left in all the woman's appearance lasted about 15 minutes news photographers said she slipped away uninjured into the crowd and then uh talks about uh um, compares it to tiananmen square yeah comparing it to tiananmen square and a few other uh, big things now this was interesting protest I actually had some uh, Portland people that I know uh, tell me about this. I I can't recall if they were actually there or not, but they sure were speaking as if that were the case. Um, I don't know. The long story short, through this very poetic article by the Los Angeles Times, uh, referring to this person as an apparition emerging <laughs> from the clouds of gas, striking poses. Uh, the first thing that really kind of uh, uh, occurred to me and uh, uh, others uh, confirmed this was this kind of a witchy thing. Did yeah. that strike you as sort of a witchy type of uh, thing here? Yeah, I and mean, just... Uh strangely occultic in general i mean you got your your face covering yeah. uh which by the way the article <laughs> i was gonna say racist but i didn't black oh, face good. mask oh, um gosh. and there was later a, a part that said that the some people said it distracted from the black lives matter injustice that a white woman would do this um right but yeah, I mean, you look at all the, you know, the eyes wide shut type of stuff going on with the mask and the nudity and, you know, it's the same type of deal. It's just very weird that it would be featured more so than the story itself. The, the story is kind of like, all right, whatever, some naked lady went out there and did her thing in front of the, the police or whatever in, in protest, I guess. Mm -hmm. But the more th the, the thing that we should keep in mind is, yeah, the Los Angeles Times making it a feature. Uh, making it a, a story, having this really provocative image uh, as the head headliner or header of the article and making it seem like it was this profound thing that she did to, you know, in protest against the police and all this. That part of it to me is a little more striking. And yeah, a lot, well, a lot more occultic in the uh, approach. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely some, uh, some, goddess stuff there as and i think you mentioned it they were referring to her as what nude athena or something naked athena um, yeah 
Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing to me was it did it did take 15 minutes, but it did work. Apparently, <laughs> whatever she was doing, it worked. The, the spell cops, worked. Uh, both the federal agents and the cops wanted nothing to do with shooting a naked woman. Yeah, which I guess uh, we should be happy for. I but suppose. Uh, yeah, it was just a very interesting thing that happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to say about it. It's just a, a noteworthy. Uh, uh, article yeah yeah i'm just more con- again more concerned that this is being shared and being uh, you know on the social media as you'll see people saying like oh this is what protest is all about this is right. how you peacefully disarm the police and all that kind of stuff and it's now we're gonna have a bunch of naked people running around yeah, I was gonna say, you know, <laughs> all the protests are gonna turn into naked well, protests well it's funny because uh well not funny but uh, the 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 perception of things how they change right because well first off you have your like 60s love you know sex drugs rock and roll this was a similar type of thing you know running around naked and, and being free and all this kind of stuff there's a mm-hmm. biblical precedence right there's no shame here you know the part of being naked was being ashamed right. in the garden but you know it's kind of overstepping that whole thing but mm-hmm. also you know the the show that ended after 33 seasons cops Anytime uh-huh. you saw like a naked person in the street, you know, flaunting themselves towards the cops, it was like, oh, They're that person's on drugs, on drugs. <laughs> you know, but now it's like, oh, it's this beautiful theme of protest. It's just weird how we That's just change our uh, <laughs> perception on these things. That's a really a good point. In what other situation do you see a police officer interacting with a naked person that that person isn't on meth or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, hmm. I mean, it was one thirty in the morning. So, you know, that's like, uh, you know, meth hour, right? Yeah. I actually, let's see if I can find it. I think they mentioned it in this article, um, uh, how it was reported in a, a different, I think they're referring to a right leaning, uh, news outlet. Yeah. The national review spun it. Uh, yeah, do you have it? Yeah. There I think somewhere? I have it here. Yes. The national review uh, website gave the incident ah. its own spin stating quote, Antifa psychopath loses her mind, strips naked to protest pro- Portland police. <laughs> so again, it's just, uh, you know, it just goes to show that we are so split right now as society <laughs> that an Although, event like this uh, would uh, garner. The, the thunder cunder in chat does make a good point. Who says who has clothes on at one thirty a.m.? <laughs> Well, <laughs> apparently not Thunder Clunder and not uh, Basil. <laughs> and yes, yes. And uh, nude Athena. Nude Athena not. apparently too in protest. All right. What's okay. next? We got a couple. I, we got to fly through a couple of these. I think I'm going to save one of them for the next episode, but we got some Chinese yeah. news update here. Yeah. Why don't you? Welcome uh, to Chinese news. Just pick the one you want and that's what we'll go out on. Okay. This one is from news18.com. China develops facial recognition tech to identify people wearing coronavirus masks. And we reported on technology to identify faces uh, with masks on early on. Uh-huh. But here's another report here from, uh, from China. A Chinese company says it has developed the country's first facial recognition technology that can identify people when they are wearing a mask, as most are these days because of the coronavirus and help in the fight against the disease. China employs some of the world's most sophisticated systems of electronic surveillance 
including facial recognition. But the coronavirus, which emerged in Hubei province late last year, has resulted in almost everyone wearing a surgical mask outdoors in the hope of warding off the virus, posing a particular problem for surveillance. Yeah, problem. Now, Hanwon Technology LTD, which also goes by the English name Hanwon, said it has come up with technology that can successfully recognize people even when they are wearing masks. Quote, If connected to a temperature sensor, it can measure body temperature while identifying a person's name, and then the system would process the result, say, if it detects a temperature of 38 degrees, that's Celsius. Hanwang Vice President Huang Lei told Reuters in an interview. The Beijing-based firm said a team of 20 staff used core technology developed over the past 10 years, a sample database of about 6 million unmasked faces and a much smaller database of masked faces to develop the technology. The team began work on the system in January as the coronavirus outbreak gathered pace and began rolling it out, uh, rolling it out the market, out to the market after just a month. It sells two main types of products that use tech, uh, use the tech. One performs single channel recognition that is best used at, for example, entrances to office buildings. The other, more powerful, the product is a multi-channel recognition system that uses multiple surveillance cameras. Uh, it can identify everyone in a crowd of up to 30 people within a second, Huang said. Quote, wearing a, uh, when wearing a mask, the recognition rate can reach about 95%. Percent. That's interesting. Uh, I think it's a typo there because it says per cent as two separate words, but we know that it means percent like a percentage anyway, which can ensure that most people can be identified. Huang said, adding the success rate for people without mask is about 99.5%. Losing facial information, a big customer, not surprisingly, is the Ministry of Public Security, which runs the police. Using Hanwang's technology, the ministry can cross-reference images with its own database of names and other information, and then identify and track people as they move about, Huang said. Quote, it can detect crime, suspects, terrorists, or make reports or warnings, he said. But the system struggles to identify people with both a mask and sunglasses, he said. Quote, in this situation, all of the key facial information is lost. In such cases, recognition is tough, Huang said. The, company's, uh, the company has about 200 clients in Beijing using the technology, including the police, and expects scores more than 200 pro- uh, what? And expect scores more across 20 provinces to start installing it soon, Huang said. It is not imme- immediately clear how Chinese citizens are reacting to this new technology when it comes to other surveillance tools being used in the fight against coronavirus. There has been some grumblings on social media, but most people seem to be accepting uh, accepting extra intrusion or even embracing it as a means to deal with the health emergency. Although domestic customers have been driving Huang Wang's business, Huang also said he expected more foreign interests as the virus spreads around the world and more people wear face masks. Quote, it not only benefits Chinese people, but also when the technology is applied globally, it can benefit the world, he said. So facial recognition technology benefiting the world. And actually, you know what? Uh, the date on this was a little bit earlier. I think we might have reported on this, not the exact same story, but a similar one earlier. So I'm yeah. going to go ahead and do the, the other Chinese story here because I think it relates to okay. stuff more happening now. So let me do this. Or do you want to do this? Welcome to Chinese show! 
from uh, CNBC.com. I think this one's more troubling. Yes. Okay. Uh, CNBC.com. We got some money, money, money here, too, if you want to talk about that. Yep. sort of uh, has a collision of a couple different topics that we talk about. CNBC.com headline title, Global Banks Are Scrutinizing Their Hong Kong Clients for Pro-Democracy Ties, sources say. Global wealth managers are examining whether their clients in Hong Kong have ties to the city's pro-democracy movement in an attempt to avoid getting caught in the crosshairs of China's new national security law, according to six people with knowledge of the matter. Bankers at Credit Suisse, HSBC Holdings, Julius Baer, and UBS, amongst others, are broadening scrutiny under the programs that screen clients for political and government ties and subjecting them to additional diligence requirements, these people said. The designation called politically exposed persons can make it more difficult or altogether prevent people from accessing banking services depending on what the bank finds about the person's source of wealth or financial transactions. The checks that some wealth managers have involved combing through comments made by clients and their associates in public and in media and social media posts in the recent past, these people said. The new law prohibits what Beijing describes broadly as secession, subversion, terrorism, and collusion with foreign forces up to life in prison for offenders. And this is the uh, the law that included, uh, you know, if you say something mean about uh, the CCP while you're visiting America and or live you're in America anywhere. and set foot in mainland China, you are considered a terrorist. Uh, the sources who requested anonymity, obviously because of the sensitivity of the situation, said the broadened scrutiny of clients also applied to Hong Kong and Chinese officials who had implemented the law in anticipation of any U.S. sanctions against them one banker at a global wealth manager wow that was weird this article literally changed as i was watching it that was the weirdest thing i've ever seen the banker at a global wealth manager that holds more than 200 billion in assets said the audit of its clients could go back as far as 2014 in some cases to gauge a client's political stance since hong kong's 2014 pro-democracy umbrella movement protesters at the time used umbrellas to shield themselves from tear gas and pepper spray deployed by police Reuters could not learn the identities of any people who had faced enhanced scrutiny or whether the banks had decided to take any action against people identified as politically exposed. Albert Ho, a veteran Hong Kong Democrat who runs a law firm and helps organize an annual candlelight vigil to commemorate victims of the June 4th, 1989 Tiananmen Square crackdown, said he feared that people like him may face, quote, difficulties in the times to come. Quote continues, there's not much you can do, actually, unless you cease all your financial and banking activities in Hong Kong, Ho said, adding he had not faced additional scrutiny from his bank as of last week. He he declined to disclose the name of his bank. HSBC declined to comment specifically on the security law or any U.S. move to sanction local officials. In an emailed statement, it said, quote, we already have a stringent set of policies and rigorous processes in place, which we apply globally. Mm, Excuse me. 
So in the in the interest of time, I mean, the, the article continues, but uh, the fact of the matter is that banks are now punishing pro-democracy Hong Kongers, yeah. um, which is now obviously from the bank's perspective, they're like, well, these people are going to have their assets frozen in Chinese and put in jail in China and yada, yada, yada. So we don't want to serve them. But this is a, a drastic global shift uh, towards leaning in in the the favor of the Chinese Communist Party and the you know one of the most dictatorial uh, governments on earth. Uh, this is pretty disturbing. You know, the, when you're talking about um, you know, we talk about banking a lot and lots of conversations around a cashless society. I mean, imagine your bank calling you up and saying, well, China doesn't like you, so <laughs> we're not your bank anymore. Well, it feels like that's already taking place as uh, you heard about Bank of America giving $1 billion to the BLM. I did not hear about that. Oh, you didn't that. hear about this. Yeah. A billion. Wow, a that's a billion. lot. That's a lot of money to a, a self-admitted Marxist organization. Right. And wow. uh, so, you know, Bank of America, that's not really the name that uh, reflects the reality of the situation. Not, not that it ever did, really, but now even more so out in the open. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that, that's really troubling. If that's a, any kind of precedent that's set out here in the West – that's going to be a problem that any kind of political affiliation is going to be scrutinized. And depending on your uh, affiliations, you can't, you or your family members can't uh, access your bank accounts. And you know, it's just the way the world is headed. <laughs> this crazy yeah. mark of the beast reality. Just another emerging. incredibly disturbing detail. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. And, and again, we're not saying that, you know, it's just funny because one thing can be the mark, the other thing can be the mark, whatever, but it just seems like the the political temperament, the the I don't know, just the atmosphere of all of it is going in that direction where, you know, obviously there's some geopolitical things that ought to take place, biblically speaking, that surrounds a false prophet that issues a mark, but in general, just the whole I don't know, sentiment of the world heading in that direction is very alarming and uh I think we should all educate ourselves on how we can, at least for the time being, until the Lord returns, you know, occupy and sort of fight against this type of system in a, uh, in the, because we are in Cold War II, as some have right. termed it. And what we can do, you know, <laughs> Twitter wars or whatever it is, but especially when it comes to protecting your own finances, that's a whole nother conversation that, uh, you know, some people don't like the idea of a cashless society. I don't think we should get rid of cash, but if you really stop and think about it, what is cash? Most of it is just paper, you know, <laughs> well, what's the difference between a paper that says $1 and a paper that says $100? Well, we just all agree that one piece of paper is worth $100 and the other one's worth $1, you know? So it's kind of a, <laughs> you think about it, it's like, what, what are we fighting for when it comes to that cashless thing? Uh, so anyway, it, you know, it gets into the whole topic of sound money and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you heard it here first folks. Gons is excited no, for the no, mark of the beast no, and to not uh, say give that. up all of his rights. I not say that. I am just, uh, pointing out the nuances of the discussion that I think people need to really investigate <laughs> and look it up and think about That's because, right. uh, you know, we, we got, we got to get into the nuances here because if we don't, then we're just like every other show. We're just you no, know, peddling the, we're here peddling the we're fear or peddling <laughs> the 
the, the, the liberal Liberace or whatever. We, we are call all it. about the nuance to our own detriment. On this <laughs> I, know, show here. I know. Nobody understands long. us. Not even our listeners. No, no, no there are many producers who gets it. No, our people are the best. They love the nuance. They okay, do. everybody. Uh, Gons, we better get you out of here. I know, We're I right go. up against your time yes. here. Yes. So let's get you going. Thanks, everybody, for being here for this episode of Canary Cry News Talk. Remember that we roll on the value for value model. We create the show. We try to do it as consistently as we can. And we like to think we do an okay job. And if you think so, too, remember, you got to uh, join the club. Become a producer. This is the real world, baby. We're not taking donations. We need people who are partnering with us to keep this show going and to keep the complexities, the subtleties, and the uh, more most importantly, the important details of what's going on in the world today. And uh, if you believe that that's a worthwhile mission, no matter how long you've been listening, whether it's one episode, ten episodes, who knows, two hundred and twenty-one episodes. It's your chance. Now is your time. Join, become a producer. You can do that at patreon.com slash CCNT. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, uh, I think we've said it all. We've got, uh, I think because of tax season, uh, the producership has slowed a little bit. So we could, uh, I'm afraid one of these shows, we're not going to have any producer names to read. So now's a great time. It's the perfect time to become a producer. You can do that at patreon.com slash CCNT. Or if you don't like Patreon, that's okay. Head over to canarycryradio.com slash support. Canarycryradio.com slash support. That's right, folks. Uh, and, you know, over there we got PayPal options, all sorts of good stuff, and cryptocurrency. If you send us cryptocurrency, send us an email if you want a shout out on the show, because that is anonymous. Okay, you can also help out the show by leaving a rating and a review. I'm going to be reading some ratings and reviews this week, so get them in there. Make me laugh, folks. Let people know that Canary Cry News Talk is the place to be three times a week. And speaking of which, remember, we'll be back on Wednesday. Wednesday, sometime between noon and uh, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So make sure to tune in there. Follow us at Twitch at twitch.tv slash canarycryradio. Gons, will you drop the link in there? Uh, into the chat for us follow us there and turn on notifications so far from the data i can see uh notifications go out most consistently with twitch um so i recommend that you do that if you want to catch the show on wednesday and remember us become a producer for wednesday uh we appreciate you very much and if you also want to help out the show in other ways remember uh you can make some art show themed art we'll show it on the show we'll put it on the website put it on the facebook it's a great time uh and if you are a, a musical person you can write us a song or a jingle or something a jingle you know make sure it's uh, not just a clip of a song that will give us a copyright strike there and uh that'll be fun you can send all that stuff to canarycryradio at gmail.com Please uh, do that. We appreciate it very much. We love seeing the creations of our producers and listeners. So thank you very much. Um, am I forgetting anything, Gonzo? I do not believe so. Appreciate all you guys so. hanging out. Did it. Yeah, I think you know, we did it. I noticed mm. there was a lot more people on the Canary Cry Radio YouTube stream. 
Mm. Uh, we hit 50 at one point. That's a lot more oh, than, than wow. before. So hey, yeah. maybe we can... Uh, face like the sun, still the biggest contributor to live views. At the moment, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, okay, everybody. Now, remember, there you go. You can leave us ratings and reviews. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you can do that on any podcatcher, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, Stitcher, things like that. Because uh, if you miss the live show, you want to be able to listen to the podcast. It has much better uh, sound quality. You'll like it very much. You won't regret it. So make sure to do that. And if you need any help figuring out how to uh, help your friends, your loved ones on their journey to wake up, realizing that the world is not what it seems, go ahead and just send them an episode. That's the best way to share the show. Just send them an episode, tell them what to expect. And uh, if you need any help after that, all I can say is walk right up to him, grab him by the cage and shake it. The end of the world occurred pretty much as we had predicted. I want to shake things up, stir up some controversy, rattle a few cages. Hey, stop that. Don't ever silence me. I'm the last angry man, a crusader for the little guy. Leave the bird alone. Never. The human race will have every opportunity to improve. And if they don't? Ask Noah. That's right, just ask Noah. All right, everybody, thank you so much. Ooh! Kitty's here to say hello and goodbye. Make sure to tune in to the next episode of Canary Cry News Talk on Wednesday. Turn on notifications and we will see you then. But until then, remember to think outside the cage. There's Kitty. I want to rattle a few cages. I want to rattle a few cages. I'm the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. Oh, 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 I I'm it. the last angry man. You'll never silence I'm me. I'm the last angry man. A crusader for the little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Well, we'll see about that. Whatever, Illuminati. Don't let me go into the archives and find out what I told you. I tell you something. People call me everything under the sun, accuse me of lying, and everything else. I try to give you a heads up, I warn you, and then months later when I'm right, everybody forgets. I, I said this months ago. I said this months ago. I tried to tell y'all this is what was happening. I tried to tell you. Heads are gonna roll. I tried to tell you. It's chaos. It's a mess. I tried to tell you. 
and nobody wanted to listen. Do y'all hear me now? Is it clear? I tried to tell y'all, it's getting ugly. It's a mess. I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell you. Nobody wanted to listen. And now you see folks scurrying. I mean, my I tried to tell you. You know how many times I'll say something months in advance, and then it comes to, to, to fruition, and then y'all forget I reported. See, they're going to have breaking news like it's news. You know what the news was today? I tried to tell you. But nobody wanted to listen. In the future, humans will be confined in a people's zoo. People, I'll keep you safe and Keep the cameras on Zoo.